Welcome to the Shoreline Community Church Podcast, a community of love, acceptance, forgiveness, and belonging. For more information, be sure to check us out online at shorelinecc.com. Father, we give thanks because we recognize that everything we have has come from you. You're the provider. You've given us the health. You've given us the strength. You've given us the wisdom. You've given us the knowledge. You've, you've given us the health and the ability and all these things. Everything's come from you. So now, Lord, as an act of worship, now we give back to you the first, the tithe, the beginning to you, O oh Lord. And then to missions, we pray for all of our missionaries. Amen. We pray for all of our missionaries, those that are local and those that are around the world. Father, may they know that the body of Christ internationally is standing with them strong today, strong in prayer, strong in giving, so that the kingdom of God may be built in, throughout the world. The love of Christ flow through us, and we give you thanks in your name. And everyone said together, amen and amen, amen. Well, TLC, so good to have you with us today and gathering together. Um, I love, I think Pastor Harry, who you're going to hear from here in a moment, he said it best one time when he said that when we come together, it's a taste of heaven. It's a taste of what heaven will be, where when we come together, multiple nations unified through Jesus Christ. So welcome. It is so good to have you today. And today, I'm so excited to hear from my brother, my friend, Pastor Harry. Would you welcome Pastor Harry today as he brings forth the word of the Lord? All right. Why don't you stand up and give our Lord Jesus Christ a big praise? You can clap, you can shout, you can do whatever according to... Come on. I'm not convinced that you're really giving thanks to the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning, we want to welcome you in the midst of us, O God. Speak the truth. The truth is the one that will set us free from any bondage, from any slavery, of sin and the devil in our life, oh God. When we leave this place, I pray that all of us will, begin, will become a someone that will glorify, honor you, and so much pushed by the faith that you laid to the message today, oh God. So thankful for today, so thankful for SEC, so thankful for TLC, and just like what Pastor Dwayne said to us, that Today is a taste of heaven where all tongue, all tribe, all nation worship the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let this place become a living holy sanctuary for you to work perfectly, O God. Sanctify our mind, sanctify again this place in the name of Jesus. And all God people said, Amen. Why don't you give a hot sign like this to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm thankful for you. Again, I'm so thankful for Pastor Dwayne. How many of you are thankful for Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Stephanie? Amen. Uh, I have been living in U.S. Uh, for 33 years and um, still English is not my thing. Uh, I'm not linguistic. So, um, uh, I want you to uh, be dependent to the Holy Spirit, amen? Uh, he will help you to translate it better, and I guess he is a better translator, amen? The reason I just say that I'm so thankful, in my 33 years 
in U.S., I, I get a chance twice to have a Thanksgiving lunch in the real American family as an Indonesian. And the second one is Pastor Duane and Pastor Stephanie. I'm so thankful for you. You're such a great friend. While I'm in the bottom of the valley, you're always there for me. You pray for me. You lay down uh, your hand. You lay your hand on me. You pray. You're supporting me, sharing about how you love with the family. I'm so thankful for you. And of course, for SCC, TLC can be today because of SCC have a big heart to let TLC to become part of the family of SCC. Amen. How many of you, TLC, you are so grateful for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, thank you so much, SCC and TLC. I talked to Brother Glenn. Uh, you know, you the one that opened the gate last time when first we come over here, and you, you just talk a lot with the leadership, and finally we can be in this place. I'm so thankful for you, sir. Amen. So let's stand up and read the word together with me from the book of Psalm, chapter 118, and then the first Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 18. Let's open our mouth together and, and read together with me. Next slide. Okay. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Repeat that word again. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. The next uh, verse that we read. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. For you who belong to Christ Jesus, you may be seated. You know, in the, uh, Psalm 118, it started with the word give thanks. For it is good, right? Give thanks is always good. The thing is like this. David speaks twice in this particular chapter. At the beginning, at the very end. So he concludes, he started with his poem, Give thanks for it is good because it's love forever, right? And twice the same word, exactly the same word, the same period. So to me, I think Thanksgiving is really important for David. And you know, King David is one of the very influential king, the second king of the Israelites. He's a very powerful man, a great man, full of wisdom, and we will learn from him. It is, must be very important. And then the second verse that we just read is from Paul. Paul says, be thankful in all circumstances. So that means that in all circumstances, in everything what you do, give thanks. So these two men, the first man is the king of praise, the king of thanksgiving. The other man, Paul, is the apostle of thanksgiving. So they're both in the same agreement, they're both in the same page that, hey, come on, let's be thankful. Right? Let's give thanks. Let's become a thanksgiver. And you know what? Uh, I believe that thanksgiving is easy if everything seems to be good. Right? Paul says, in all circumstances. What does he tell you in all circumstances? When we got accepted in Harvard, then we can be thankful. Right? If we accepted in Cornell University, then we are being thankful. If we get a job, we are being thankful. If you tell a girl, hey, I love you, can we be a girlfriend and boyfriend? You'll be thankful, right? <laughs> Do you agree with me? It seems like the one that laughs is only the couples, the single, come on, don't lie in the church, right? So uh, uh, many of us only can be thankful only in the very good time, right? 
if we get a job, we can be thankful, right? If we get a new car, we are thankful. How about if the doctor tell you, you know what, you get stage four cancer. How many of you can be thankful with that? If jail is what you have, how can be thankful for that, right? If your husband become grouchy, I'll be fair, right? Not just a husband. How about your wife? If your wife grouchy, mumbling, fights with you before go to church, can you be thankful, right? So Paul says all time, but David encouraged in different way. He repeated twice, meaning that it is very important for us to be thankful. Guess what? Being thankful is not our nature. All of us, our nature in this broken world, we become a complainer, grouchy, grumble, and many all of those things that we only can see all the bad things rather than the good thing that the Lord has been done. At the time in the day of Jesus, Jesus healed ten lepers. How many people come back to Jesus and being thankful? Only one, meaning only ten percent. Right? So meaning if in this place, it's a, let's say 300 or 400 people, only 10%, 40 people that is so thankful, the rest is not. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? But with smile, please, okay? Uh, see, only 10%. The purpose of this sermon is to make 100% of SEC and TLC. Uh, a thanksgiver and someone that loves to be thankful. Amen. Amen. That is the goal of the sermon today. And look, what happened with the Israelites? After they were delivered from Egypt, right? I want to tell you that thanksgiving is not our nature. The Israelites were delivered from Egypt. Why they were delivered from Egypt? Because they will scream. They cry out to God. They cannot handle the persecution that they face. They cry out to God, and God remember his vow to Abraham, right? And then he make an exit plan. He make a salvation plan to the Jew back then, right? And then he's not just uh, sending angel. He used Moses, and then what happened? Miracles. After miracles, after miracles, after miracles, ten flakes, the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, not just to mention water flow from stone, not to mention the quail fried chicken, right? And then the bread, uh, Panera bread, it's coming every day on that one. And yet, and yet, he, they complain to God. Can you see that? Even you live in the series of miracles, you still can be a complainer, right? So today, I want you to learn from David, from that particular chapter in 118. There are so many lists that we can learn, but I just picked two. Why David wants us to give thanks to the Lord, okay? Number one, from verse 6, 
Can you share the slide? Can you stand up and let's read the word together with me? This is the same chapter, okay? The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Say with me, the Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. You may be seated. The what I will is already happened or not? It's not. I will have no fear. So, number one, thanksgiving releases you from being controlled by fear. Fear is normal. Fear is part of our emotion. Fear is when there is a threat coming up. There is a danger coming to our life. Then we will have fear, right? And don't tell me that you have no fear. No matter how courageous you are, no matter how bold you are, who is David? David is the most courageous man in the Israelites. When, 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 when the Israel army and, 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 and Saul was facing face to face with who? With Goliath. And Goliath mocking them for 40 days, every day mocking them. Nobody coming in, but only one man that came to Goliath and fights Goliath. Right? Do you agree with me? What does he tell you? It tells us that David is a very courageous man, the most courageous. You know, even the most courageous man, they will have a, what I call it, a fear moment in their life. I don't know what you go through right now. You're probably in the fear moment. I want you to tell yourself, that's normal. But the thing is how you can get out from that fear moment. At one time, David experienced another fear moment. What is fear moment that he faced? At one time, he even pretend to be insane. Right? How many of you, when you so much fear, you pretend to be insane? <laughs> You're scratching the door of your house. Coming back home, you scared because you get drunk or something. And then your wife already calling you, texting you a thousand times, and you get fear, and you pretend to be insane and scratching the door, and you let the drool coming down to your fear. <laughs> no. David did that. What does he tell you? That his fear is so amazing. He just, he just killed Goliath. See, no one is immune. Tell your neighbor, no one is immune from fear. Amen? David was fearful back then when he said that I will have no fear. Over there, three times he said, my enemy surrounded me. Three times, my enemy surrounded me. And he even says, my enemy not just surrounded me, they tried their best to kill me. You can read the whole particular chapter 118. That their enemy, David's enemy, tried their best to kill David. And he make a poem, he said like this, you know my enemies swarm me like a bee. At first, we, I, I try to understand swarming with bee, what does it look like to be swarmed by bee? Bee, in fact, one of the uh, animals that, uh, even though small, but I'm scared of. When there is bee, I flew right away. I ran right away. You know, I don't want to get sting by the bee, right? And David says, swarm me. Swarm meaning not one. It's a group. It's in one colony go after you. He described his enemy like a bee. And then when I try to understand more about bee, and I found out that actually bee 
after they sting you, they die. So it's like, can you imagine you have enemy that have a suicidal mission? In Japanese language, kamikaze. You know, if you don't know kamikaze, back in the Pearl Harbor, well, the Japanese pilot, they just rather kill themselves by hitting the, 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 the aircraft right away on the spot. So they are willing to die for David. That is the kind of enemy that being swarmed. So enemy after enemy after enemy so surrounded, just like a bee hunt. How many of you ever been swarmed by a bee? Swarm, not just one? Whoa. <laughs> Uh, if one is, we cannot use the word swarm. Uh, you swarm by the bee? Pastor Dwayne, wow, how scary is this? Is there any place for you to hide? Any place for you to be safe? Oh, her? Wow. <laughs> Powerful, Pastor Stephanie, right? Uh, you cannot run away. They will hunting you. And they are ready just to kill and even kill them, their, their self with a suicidal mission just to kill to make sure that they sting you. And sting is painful, right? Uh, that's not a good moment. Do you know that many times problems and challenges also can be like a, swarming us like a bee? Going after you and 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 after you. And after you and you feel like so tired with it, right? How can you get out from that experience? How can you feel, reverse that situation? And David did ask, give thanks to the Lord. So when you give thanks to the Lord, that fear moment will be gone. Because when you are in the presence of God, how many of you, after you worship the Lord, great is thy faithfulness and your fear is surmounted. Great is thy faithfulness. You forget all the problem that you have. You, program, you forget all, all the challenge. You forget all the fear that you have. It suddenly it's just disappear on that one. Because fear and thanksgiving cannot coexist. No one is immune from fear. Do I have fear? Oh, yeah. When I walk to the valley, when I face my greatest tsunami in my life, oh, boy. It's like, it's, 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 the day is so dark. It's just like, after problem, after problem, and after problem. It's like the bees swarm me and try to destroy me on that one. Amen? Listen to me carefully. Fear is very bad. Tell your neighbor, fear is very bad. When you are controlled by fear, that is what makes it so bad. Because most of the people quit from ministry, quit from fulfilling the call of God, quit from job. They change job just like they change a plate. Job after job after job, looking for something better. Does that wrong? No. But if what's driven you with fear, that is dangerous because sometimes God has a purpose for you to be planted in that company, in that school, in that church, 
all over. God has a plan, just like David has a plan, right? He was overwhelmed with fear. Yes? No. Saul is what overwhelmed with fear, right? What happens when you are controlled by fear? Three things that are happening to you when you're controlled by fear. Number one, you become pessimist. I want you to read one verse here, right here. From 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 33. Can you stand up and let's read the word together with me? Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There is no way you can fight this Palestine and possibly win. You are only a boy and he's been a warrior, a man of war since his youth. You may be seated. So from this particular first reveal three things what Saul have when he was controlled by fear. Number one, he becomes so pessimist and have a negative thinking. David tried to help, go, uh, uh, tried to help Saul, right? Uh, let me fight that man. Let me fight that ar, ar, uh, uncircumcised man, right? But what happened? He is so pessimist. You only a boy. Have a negative thinking. This man already a man of war when you are, when, when he's a boy. You, that is impossible for you to win, right? So someone that caught and controlled by fear, number one, they become very pessimist with their life. Number two, they become discourager. Instead of, come on, David, yes, you can fight. I support you, right? At least that's what he can do, right? But, oh, no way, you can win, right? How many of you, 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 you meet with this person? That you want to do something? No way you can, right? That happening a lot with us. And that's the sign that person will control by fear. And then, lost the judgment. Saul lost the judgment. Supposed to be not David the one that fight. Who's supposed to fight? Saul. Who is Saul? The tallest man, the most charismatic in Israelite. He was chosen because he is tall and charismatic. Right? And he is from the Benjamin tribe. He's a warrior tribe. He's supposed that will fight. But guess what happened? Because he was controlled by fear, he lost his judgment. Instead of he fight for Goliath, he quit for 40 days, let Goliath mocking the Israelites in a very bad way. But David is not. Guess what happened? David have no fear. He rushing to Goliath. He is the best first sniper ever. Only with a stone, with a sling. I guess the angel hand is helping, guiding. Otherwise, it's very hard to be precise like that. There is no loops. And then, boom, Goliath, done. No more and no longer become threat. Who's supposed to receive the honor? Saul or David? Who's supposed to fulfill the call and the destiny? Saul or David? David didn't mean to go to war. He came because of the father tell him to bring food to his brother. But guess what happened? Opportunity can just come in the very regular activity, but you cannot grab it because of you have so much fear. 
But instead, if even the opportunity just right in front of you, you don't grab it because of fear control you. That is what happened with Saul, right? And David is different. That's how her dangerous is when you control by fear. You know, um, in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8, this is what I call it military role engagement. In the day of Moses, there is a military role engagement. If you are in the military, you understand what I'm trying to say it to you. Military role engagement, I watch so many, I'm not coming from the military, okay? But I love to watch, that is why I little bit understand military of the role of engagement. That's a standard, basically that's a standard that is being used by the military in engaging to the war, right? Look at this, very interesting, very interesting. Moses says what? The officer will continue to address the army and said, is there any man who is what? Afraid or cowardly? Let him what? Let him leave and return home. So in other words, any one of you here, if you are scared, go home. He didn't condemn. No pressure, you just go home. And it's not just that. To those who plan, you, to those who just plan a vineyard, and you don't enjoy that vineyard yet, go home. To those who just build the house, if you don't uh, get a chance to stay that house, go home. To those who promise to marry a woman, and you not get married yet, go home. No need to go to war. You can read on the whole particle of that chapter, that military rule of English. Why is that that Moses telling the one that's scared to go home? Because fear is contagious. No one can stand as the army of God if you control by fear. Right? And one of the cure for you to be delivered from your fear, learn to give thanks all the time. Don't run to wheat, don't run to alcohol, don't run to entertainment, but run to God through giving thanks to Him. Amen. The second one. Verse 24. Let's read together with me. Can you stand up? Let's read together with me. Three, two, one. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Say with me, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Tell your neighbor, this is the day that the Lord has made. Uh, don't tell me, tell your neighbor, okay? Tell your neighbor. Okay, you may be seated. What kind of day when David sing this song? What kind of day? Remember when I said it, David was surrounded by enemy three times he mentioned in Psalm 118. Right? And he said that my enemy just swarming me like a bee. That is the day that David faced. How could that be in that very fearful moment? He said, this is the... I love this song, by the way. Uh, I know if I go up quarter tune and go down quarter tune, forgive me and be thankful for that. That's my gift, okay? Be thankful. This is the day 
this is. I, I love that song very much. You know what? He said what? He gave thanks, right? He didn't see the circumstances that he should give thanks. He, how many of you imagine if you were swarmed by so much problem, how many of you will say, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. And what? And then, be glad, be rejoiced, and be glad in it. Uh, I prepare a uh, skit. Okay? So, right here is stress and depression. Here is illness. And this one, rejoice and glad. And this one, good medicine. Okay? So when I sing the song, and I help me, okay? Uh, I don't want the angel to come down. <laughs> help me, this is the day. I'll sing that one, okay? Because that's my favorite song. When I go through tsunami and in the very darkest valley that I ever have, that is the song that I always love to repeat too, okay? Help me with that, okay? So let, let's sing with, this is the day. When I said this is the day, you the one that follow me. Okay. And then, as he move, as, as he move, you move as well. Follow, yeah, okay? You got it, yeah? Okay. Three, two, one, help me to sing. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Okay, good, good. Let's give a clap, okay? You stay right there. He follow me, right? She follow me. And now I... I hate myself. I hate my parents. I hate my church. I hate my ministry. Hey, you follow me. <laughs> Don't forget. Right? I hate God. He's not fair. Look at that man. I hate it. I hate it. No water. No, uh, no food. No job. Nothing. I hate it. I hate Washington State. The state is bad. So ugly. So this and that. My life sucks. They will follow me. Do you agree? If your life is stressed and depressed, you don't like it. Remember, stress and depressed will it will always follow what you said. Rejoice and glad follow what I said. Give thanks. They will follow me. Which one from these two that you want to follow you? Everyone will say this one. Mm -hmm. But how come our life right now in this stage? Mm, because what? You let them to follow you. Yeah. By what? Grouchy, grumbling, mumbling. Everything is bad about your life. That's what David Said it to us. This is the day. Do you think this is the day when it's everything is a good day? No, when they were swamped by the enemies, when they were swamped just like a bee, an enemy that committed to kill even themselves, to kill David. An enemy that tried their best to kill you. 
Sometimes the enemy puts you into that situation. Sometimes your circumstances, what you have now, doesn't reveal the destiny that you have. But when you give thanks, this is the day, this is the day. Follow me. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Go back. Right if you don't like, if you don't like who follow you, let me repeat. If you don't like who follow you, change your behavior. Change. If you want rejoice and glad to follow you. Amen. And the great comforting text, Prophet chapter 17, verse 22, that the best medicine is a cheerful heart. But you are so hard to be cheerful. Because why? You don't give thanks. Instead, you complain. Rejoicing and glad, good medicine, and in the back is a healthy living. Here is depression, stress, illness. In the back is a crushed bone. Right? So which one that you choose, that you want them to follow you? You can choose this, and you can choose this. Most of us will choose this, but our action says differently on that one. So from now on today, start to give thanks. Now, when I understand this principle, this is the day, this is the day. David going to the darkest valley, he said, Salma Fed. I can list it out at one time. I listed out a lot about Salma Fed. The darkest valley meaning total darkness that David experienced. But in that day, in the darkest valley, he can say the first amazing word, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. They lay me down in the still water. Why? Because he sing, this is the day. This is the day. Let's give a clap to them. <clears throat> say with me, it is good. Thank you so much, Pastor Stephanie. Uh, Pastor Tiffany. <laughs> Amen. How many of you have faith in God? How many of you knows your faith rooted in God? How many of you believe in God? How many of you believe you have faith in God? How many of you believe that your faith is rooted in Christ? This is as a conclusion at the end. Conclusion at the very end of the first. Uh, next, I know I jump a lot on that one. It's in the from Colossians chapter two, verse six to seven. Colossians chapter two. Let me. There you go. Can you stand up and let's read together with me. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. You must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong and uh, truly you will, and you will overflow with thankfulness. The sign if your faith is not rooted on your money, not on your health, not on your pastor, not on your circumstances, but in Christ, if you are overflow with thankfulness. Yeah. The word overflow 
when you have a jar, you're pouring out from the drain, a water keep on overflowing. It will overflow, spill to the left, to the right, to your children, to your neighbor, to your pastor, to the church member, to the society. They can see you, wow. And that's what Paul says. That's the root that our faith was rooted in Christ Jesus. Amen. I want to give you a Thanksgiving challenge. Within seven days, every day, find five things that you are thankful. And then one, another thing, text one person. Text them, I'm so thankful for you on that one, for the whole seven days. If you can continue, the whole one month will be good. And then it will become habit and culture. Once become culture, you'll be unshakable. No matter what circumstances, you will learn like David. You'll keep on singing, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we give thanks again, O Lord. Thank you so much. Today is the day that we know Thanksgiving is not easy. It's not in our nature. I pray, Heavenly Father, O Lord, that you will touch our heart. We want to reverse it, O God. If statistic in the day of Jesus, one out of ten, but we know in TLC and SCC, it's not no longer one out of ten, but ten out of ten. We believe, we receive it, and we want to reverse our mind. We want to be a thanksgiver, giving thanks always, because giving thanks is good. No wonder in the situation that David was swarmed by the bees, was swarmed by his enemy that tried their best to kill him, but he giving thanks to the Lord. No wonder he said it is good. He gives thanks not when he can see the hand of God. He gives thanks even when he cannot feel the hand of God. When it seems like he is in the abandonment moment, but God never forsaken or abandoned, but God is waiting for your mouth to open, to change. If you don't like your life right now, seems like so much stress and depression, you need to change who do you want to let them to follow you. And today, change it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wasn't that a powerful word from Pastor Harry today? Amen. Amen. The worship team, they're going to lead us in a song. I'd like for our prayer team to come forward. And Pastor Harry, if you have any prayer team to come forward, I invite them to come forward. This is when we now get to put into action everything that we've heard about. If you need someone just to speak into your life, one of the advantages of the body of Christ is we get to come together. The Bible says never neglect come together to speak those words of encouragement. Come forward and allow our prayer team to pray for you or just come forward and receive communion. You know, as Pastor Harry was speaking, I thought about Jesus where it says on the night that he was betrayed, he broke bread with his disciples. And what did he do? He gave thanks. As he prepared, he taught his disciples. As they began to sing, step forward, receive communion, and give thanks. Go to the, one of these wonderful prayer team and allow them to speak those words of life over you. Amen? Let's respond to the word today. Thank the Lord for the word he's spoken over you today. We give you thanks, O oh Lord. 
For your word is true, it is yes, it is amen, it is unshakable, it is unchanging, it is the rock that we stand on, and we give you thanks. So Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that that would be the word as we head into this Christmas season when we celebrate Emmanuel, now God with us, Lord, that we would walk forward as your children, speaking your word, speaking your truth, giving thanks in every situation. Lord, recognizing that when we give thanks, we're not denying the circumstances, but we're recognizing who is with us in the storm. So we speak your word. We speak your word. And everyone said together, amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Pastor Harry. Powerful word today. Powerful word today. What a great word as we go forward. And let me encourage you. Everything that we heard today is setting us up for the situations that you are getting ready to walk into. Whatever situation you're walking into, the Lord brought you here to this place to hear his word. Let that speak life to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. As you can tell, we are getting ready for one of the greatest celebrations of the year as we head into this Christmas season. So this is our benediction. Let's say this together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious towards you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now go and decorate for Jesus. We'll see you back there. God bless you all.